0: Hallelujah! For the gears here that are today that are a little uh, rusty, Lord, may you oil them up today. You, <laughs> fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, thank you so much for the privilege, the honor, the privilege to give. We bring our tithes and our offerings to you, the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth, deliver from each and every enemy that we have. Lord, we prophesy and we declare that every need represented in this church is met in the name of Jesus. We prophesy and declare that the needs of your people are met in this place spiritually, soulishly, physically, socially, and relationally. In the name above every name, the name of Jesus, we pray. And we declare it thus and so, in Jesus' name. And everyone that agreed said, Amen. Well, you know, we've been talking a little bit about a a strong spirit. We've discovered this, that the strong spirit of a man will sustain him. Whatever you might be facing, when you're strengthened by the Holy Spirit in your spirit... And you are strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, then you are at a great advantage in life. Amen. Now, one of the things that I've discovered that drains most believers more than anything is worry and care. And so I want to look at a few things today about worry and care about having an overloaded life. And then I want to talk about resting in the Lord. Amen? Is that all right with you? So look at Ezekiel chapter uh, 21, verse 17, the Amplified. It says, And it shall be that when they shall say to you, Well, who are they? Well, it it could be Wall Street. (laughs) You know, it, it, it could be teachers at the school. It could be a doctor's report. You see, it really doesn't matter what they say. What matters most is what does God have to say. And what do you say about what God has had to say about you? Amen. And it shall be that, that when they shall say to you, why do you sigh? Everybody go, everybody sigh. <sighs> now, that, there's, there's the sigh of relief, but there's also the sigh of worry. There's the sigh of fear. Why do you sigh? That you shall answer because of the tidings, because of the news I just received. When it comes, every heart will melt, and all hands will be feeble, and every spirit will faint, and all knees will be weak as water. Well, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. But thank God we have the answer. We can overcome sighing, we can overcome fear. Every fear, every worry, every anxiety. Well, turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse uh, 6 through 8. So here's what we know about fear and anxiety. It has a draining effect upon our lives. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 8 says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. What I see about here is this, is if you'll humble yourself, God will exalt you, and God wants to exalt you, but you will never be exalted without humility, and you will never be exalted if you carry the cares and the burdens and the anxieties of this life upon your life, because the next verse says this, and basically what this is saying, a humble person ...will cast all their care upon him. Because he cares for us. True humility recognizes and realizes... ...that we don't have the power to live this life in and of our own strength. So when he says, cast all your care upon me... ...he's saying, I'm capable, I'm able to handle this. Now if you'll be humble enough to give it to me... I will begin to work on it for you. And then he goes on to say, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, once you've given your cares to the Lord, how many of you know that the fears and the anxieties and the roaring of those things don't automatically stop? Well, just because they don't automatically stop doesn't mean that we have to put up with them. Because the rest of the verse says, Whom resist those roars? Yeah. Whom resist those lies? Yeah. Whom resist those sighings, if you will, steadfastly with what? So he says, Resist them steadfast in the faith. One translation says, Resist them steadfastly with your faith. Amen. Now, in close connection with this, here's another thing that can drain a person of strength in their spirit. And is closely connected with fears and anxieties. And that is, most people, many people, have too much on their plate. Or we could say it this way, an overloaded life, is something that will deplete your spirit. Have you found out that to be true? Well, let's look at this from Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Luke, the 10th chapter, the 38th verse, says, Now it came to pass as they went, they entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary. But what did Mary do? Are you all here? Okay, what what was Mary doing? Let me ask that one more time. What was Mary doing? She sat at Jesus' feet, and she what? Heard his word. Now, but Martha was cumbered about much serving, and she came to him and said, Lord, don't you care? Think about that. The Prince of Peace being asked a question lord don't you care <laughs> you know it's not a good idea to interrupt jesus in the midst of a sermon <laughs> lord don't you care that my sister has left me alone to serve now jesus do the right thing here now she's she's trying to she's not only taking control of the kitchen but she's taking control of jesus at least she's thinking she is <laughs> Master, Prince of Peace, don't you care? Now, here's what you need to do, Jesus. Jesus, this is what you need to do now. Well, this is dangerous ground. Bid her, therefore, <laughs> that she helped me. Now, get the picture here. She got a house full of company, Right? Anybody had a house full of company? (laughs) And Jesus is there. And you know, Martha, she's wanting to do the right thing, right? I mean, she's wanting to cook the best. She's wanting to make the best. There's a lot of work to do. And in those days, they didn't have microwaves, did they? (laughs) They didn't have indoor plumbing. So the house is full. She's got to go down to the well and get the water. she got to beat the corn out so she can make some good corn tortillas. <laughs> she's working hard. You know, Brenda, at Thanksgiving time, don't get in her way. She's a working heart. And she gets really frustrated. The moment frustration comes into your life is the moment the peace leaves. She gets annoyed. And she gets extremely agitated. Agitated. She's, she's miffed, man. She's upset. Think about it. And verse forty-one. Look at this. And Jesus, <laughs> and Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha. You get two Marthas, you're in trouble. You get a couple Verilies, you better brace yourself, duck, because you're about to get a word. Martha, Martha, you are. Careful or you are full of care. Had Martha given her cares to the Lord before Jesus got there? No. No, No. No, she was full of care. Mm -hmm. He said, Martha, Martha, you are careful and troubled. Now, notice he didn't say just about this thing, but he said, you're careful and you're troubled about what? You give place to fear and anxiety and care and frustration and agitation. It opens the door to many things. Many things that should not be there. Did you feel that? It's good. Your wheels are moving now. Many things, he said. Okay. So, let's go on. Now, I've discovered this, that an entry for care and worry, anxiety and agitation is through the mind. This is where the battle is. Into the mind or To what I have been or you have been thinking on. How many of you know Martha has more on her mind than just cooking that day? She's opened the door for strife. A good friend of mine says strife is the manifest presence of the devil. Think about that for a minute. In the midst of a great teaching, there is this interference taking place, strife. Now we could go several places with that, but let's say stay on task, Pastor. Who <laughs> glory to God. But notice verse forty-two. Read this with me if you would. Verse 42, Luke chapter 10. But. Say that phrase again. But one thing is. Now, let me ask you this today. What was the main purpose for Jesus to be there? What was on the menu that day? Would it have been more important for Martha to hear what he was saying? Rather than preparing a meal. I think the thing for Martha to have done. Was to ask Jesus. If he wanted to eat. And Jesus said now. Martha. You're troubled. Full of care about many things. But there's only one thing on the menu today. And that one thing. Is all that is. Necessary. I believe this that there are many things in our lives that are not necessary. But there are some primary things, if you will, the one thing that God has on the menu for our lives that are absolutely of great necessity. Come on, somebody. It's like this, there are many good things in life we can do, but there are the God things that are the necessary things. Now when the good things get in the way of the God things, we're overloaded. And when the good things get in the way of the God things... We can become agitated, worried, stressed out, and distracted to the point where we drop the ball where the main menu is concerned. That's right, amen. Hmm. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, One thing's needful, One thing. and Mary hath chosen. Say it with me. I'm choosing, I'm choosing. The, good part, the good part, which shall not be. Taken from me. How many things did Martha need? She needed one thing. Another translation of this says, but only one thing is necessary. The other translation says, Martha, you worry and fuss about a lot of things, but there's only one thing you need. Only one thing. And I've discovered this, that the major cause of frustration... In believers' lives is they have too many things on their plate. But, oh, friends, when Jesus is your Lord, mm-hmm. His Word is your final authority, and you have fellowship with the Spirit of God, and He's shown you what's on His menu for your life, and you do that, and you lay aside the other things, oh, friends, all the frustration will be gone. Hallelujah. I said, All the frustration will be gone. Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. I'm encouraging this morning, my brothers and sisters, be extremely selective about how you expend your energy. Be extremely selective. About how you live your life. (laughs) You've only got one life to live. Now, the more selective I am, the more effective I am. The more selective you are, the more effective you are. Selective about what? Well, selective about how you use your time. Selective about who your friends are. Selective about, like what Dave Ramsey says, selective about how you spend your money. The more spirit-led you are, the more selective you are, the better and the more effective your life will be. That was worth your drive. That was worth your drive right there. I cannot keep the pedal to the metal and expect to stay strong. Can you? Years ago, I was asked to speak to a group of ministers down at Keith Hershey's Ministers Conference. And uh, I started my message out with this quote. And I want to read it to you. If this is good for ministers, it's good for all of us. Because as a matter of fact, we're all ministers. Listen to this statement. The Greeks had a a race in their Olympic Games that was unique. The winner was not the runner who finished first. It was the runner who finished with his torch still lit. I want to run all the way with the flame of my torch still lit for him. You know, Pentecostal ministries have been around for many, many years and the old timers uh, a lot of them didn't have a revelation of what it meant to rest in the lord and a lot of a famous saying that would would be around in those days was i'm either going to rust out or i'm going to burn out you know what if you do life right you do ministry right you don't have to do either you don't have to rust out God's got fresh oil for your gears. (laughs) We have a little spin bike at home. Sometimes it starts, you know, making noises, and Brenda takes the oil, and and all of the noise is gone. You don't have to rust out, and you don't have to burn out. You can burn on. Hey, Pentecostals, it's Pentecost Sunday. I said you can burn on. You don't have to burn out. You can stay full of the Holy Ghost and fire and you can keep burning on and on and on for the glory of God. I mean burning on to where you get to the last lap of your race and you're carrying the torch for Jesus and you're running the good fight of faith and running the race and you come to the end with your chest out saying, I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. Look at your neighbor and say, no burning out. No burning out here. I'm burning on. So heart of the bay, be aglow with the spirit. Fervent in spirit. Serving the Lord. Not lagging in zeal. But building up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Worshipping God who is a spirit and the spirit and in truth. Believing for times of refreshing. His presence will come upon you and strengthen you. And you'll run your race and you'll finish your course. Amen. And you're going to hear well done. Good and faithful servant. I'm doing better preaching than you are listening. I said you can burn out. You don't have to burn out. Well, I've been in the ministry for 30 years and I need a sabbatical. (laughs) If you do life and ministry right, you can live every day in a Sabbath rest. I said you can live every day in a Sabbath rest. Nothing wrong with getting away. Nothing wrong with resting your body. Don't misunderstand me. But if you do life right, you can go through life carefree. Worry-free. Fear-free. I say this by the word of the Lord. There's some people in here today that need to get delivered from the fear of man. That's another fear, you know. That's another. If you care too much about what men and women think about you and not enough about what God thinks about you, you're out of the will of God. That's it. That came Amen. straight from heaven. Amen. Do your very, very best to please God. Amen? Amen? Your utmost desire. The main thing on the menu is to please Him. Amen. Jesus said this, I always do those things that please my Father. Say this with me, I'm always doing... Those things that please my Father. Now, in pleasing Him, you will please many, but you'll never be able to please all. Because not all are hooked up with Him. Amen? And you can be a Christian and not really be hooked up with Him. You know, you can be a displeased, fussy Christian all miserable and frustrated like Martha? Well, how come more people aren't serving in this church? I better stop while I'm ahead. (laughs) It's possible to get the elder brother mentality. Who's this prodigal? Got this great job and come back to Christ and have all these blessings well I've been serving in this church now all these years and I'm still struggling you're struggling because your mind is wrong you're struggling because your heart is wrong boy we prayed for utterance here it is I mean (laughs) come on now this is what's on the menu (laughs) it's being dished out now, if the shoe fits, just keep smiling. <laughs> then go home this afternoon and lay across the bed and say, Oh, Lord, I'm sorry, Jesus. Everyone say one thing. One thing. Uno thingo. What's thing in Spanish, PT? Cosa? Una cosa. One thing. I said that in an Asian accent. Una cosa. All right. All right. Everybody good? You know, these side journeys help us as much as any other, don't they? Please God. Please God. Please God. And you know what will happen when you please God? Many times he'll even make your enemies to be at peace with you. They may not like you. They may not understand you, but they ain't going to touch you because they know that something's different about you. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God. Now, I've written this in my notes, and I want to just say it to you like I wrote it because it's important. Because I'm on assignment. Show me a person who has a strong spirit. And I will show you someone who has eliminated the unnecessary drains and distractions. And who says no to many good things and yes to what's on his menu and has discovered the one thing. I pray that you discover the things that are on his heart for your life. What is on his menu. Now closely connected with this very closely connected with this, is this. A person who has a strong spirit. Now, what will a strong spirit do? It will sustain you. A person who has a strong spirit takes the time to rest in the Lord. To rest in the Lord. Now, this week, Brenda and I got away a few days One of the places we like to go to is Pismo Beach. We get a cheap hotel room down there with an ocean view, and it is inexpensive. And we just go down there and eat clam chowder and fried shrimp and fried clams. Then we go to Rosa's and have a little Italian. And then we go to the old Western cinnamon roll place. The cinnamon rolls, literally, are you hungry? Just hang in there. The cinnamon rolls are this big. I'm uh, no kidding. I took a picture of it and texted it to Pastor Tom with a smile on my face and said, This is how we roll. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. This is how we roll. Amen. We roll our cares over on the Lord. Remember that service? Keep on rolling those cares. <laughs> Woo. That's how believers roll. They roll in peace. Believers roll in joy. Believers roll in strength. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Amen. So, everyone say, resting Resting in the Lord. Lord. Now, uh, Brenda told me Friday, I was getting ready to work out, and she says, you work out every day this week. She says, why don't you rest? Well, how many of you know that's a good thing? You can't continually work out in the gym. And I'm not Charles Atlas. I'm 64 years old. My workout might seem wimpy to you, but I get her done. <laughs> but your muscles, they need to rest. They need to recover to grow strong. Your spiritual muscles need to rest. You and I must take time to rest and replenish in order for us to be effective. How many of you know, just sometimes, man, you need a good night's sleep. You need a, you're working on something, you got a project going, and there's a deadline. The best thing sometimes you can do is just go get some sleep. And in the morning you'll find out that you've been replenished and you've got a better perspective on things. Rest is important. Rest is necessary. But it's not just a good night's sleep that we need. We need to learn how to rest in the Lord. Say that with, me, with me, spiritual rest, spiritual rest. is an absolute, must. an absolute must. You see, if you can rest on the inside, if you can rest on the inside, down here, where He is, where the Holy Spirit is, Where the comforter is. If you can rest in here, your mind can rest. Your body can rest. Your systems can rest. And you can have peace. Anybody ever went to sleep at night and woke up tired? You need to learn how to rest inside. Rest inside. And it's difficult to get a real good night's sleep when you go to sleep afraid. Or you go to sleep with other things on your mind. Other than him. Anybody here? Now I've learned this by experience. I could say it this way. I've gone to sleep afraid. And I've gone to sleep in peace. And going to sleep in peace is mucho better. Amen. But, but, but you, can, you can get ready to retire. You can get ready to go to sleep. You can take time in his presence before you go to sleep. Just try it. Turn that television off three hours earlier. Turn off achy, breaky heart. (laughs) Hebrews chapter four. Let's go quickly. Hebrews, the fourth chapter. Look at your name and say, God's speaking to us today. Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verse one through verse three. I want you to read this with me. Would you go ahead? Ready, read. Let us therefore fear. Any should seem to come short. So the first thing we see, the promise of rest is there, but it's possible to come short of this rest. Read verse 2. Ready, read. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. So here's the question. How come the word that was preached to them didn't profit them? Because they didn't what? They didn't mix faith with what they heard. So we can hear the word and hear the word and hear the word. But if we don't mix faith with the word that we're hearing by believing and saying and acting, it becomes unprofitable in our lives. Now notice in verse three. Ready? Read. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest all the works were finished from the foundation of the world so from verse three we see how we get into this rest we get into this rest by believing we enter into the rest that is available it's accessed by believing and by faith in other words you receive the rest that god has made available to you and in receiving the rest that he's made available to you you have peace and you have joy And your faith remains strong, and your spirit remains strong. Amen. How many of you know that God doesn't force this upon us? But this rest, this refreshment, is entered in by faith. Now read verse 6 through 10 with me. Ready, read. Seeing therefore, it remaineth that some must enter therein, and to whom it was preached, entered in not because of what? Stop right there. Doubt and unbelief will keep you out of rest. Okay? Verse 7. Read. Again, he limits a certain day, saying in David, today after so long a time, as it is said, today if you will hear his voice. Now stop right there. Are we hearing his word today? Is this a today word? Is this a now word? But a hardened heart will not receive a today word, a hardened heart will not receive a now word. But an open heart, a heart that is filled with faith, will receive the word for today. Verse 8 through ten. Ready read. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Verse nine There therefore remaineth a rest. Say with me, there is a rest. There is a To the people of God. And I am of God. So that means there is a rest. There is a refreshment for me. For me. Say with me, I receive my rest right now, today, by faith. Now read verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest... He has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. Now, notice this with me. What this is saying to us is that this rest is received by faith, just like your healing is received by what? Just like your debt freedom is received by what? Just like your sound mind is received by what? Just like your children being saved is received by what? By faith. So once you pray and you believe this rest and you receive this rest, then you don't have to strive. You don't have to get in the flesh and try to talk God into something that He's already given you. I don't labor to be healed, I am healed. I don't labor to be righteous. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. The effort that we put in is the effort to get in by faith and then to stay in this place of rest. Now notice with me in verse 11. Read it with me. Let us therefore labor to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. You see, the part that we labor in is we make effort not to get our healing, but to resist the enemy and to bind up the principalities and the powers that come to try to take us out of our rightful position and our healing and our debt freedom. There, Therefore, there remains a rest to the people of God. Now listen very carefully. Once you've prayed, and once you've done what Mark eleven twenty four says to do, which says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall what? Absolutely. So when you pray, you believe that you receive them. In other words, you enter in by faith to the receiving rest of Almighty God. Yeah. Amen. And then, whatever may come your way, to try to pull you out of that rest, you just become doggedly determined that you are standing on the promises of God and you are like a tree planted by the rivers of water and your confession is, I shall not, I shall not, I shall not be moved. I'm like a tree. Hallelujah. (laughs) You see, those that be planted in the house of the Lord are those that will stand strong in the midst of the wind and the adversity and the lies that the enemy would bring. But those that be planted in the house of the Lord and those that are strong in Him and those that have entered into rest shall raise up their hands and they shall sing and they shall praise. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is your goodness to me, your servant. For you have caused me to triumph, and you have caused me to ride upon the high places of the earth. You see, there remains, it's a spiritual, tangible force, this rest. This rest is not something that is of this world. This rest that I'm talking to you about, it's supernatural. It's a supernatural rest. It's a rest that says, hey, God is moving on my behalf. It's a rest that says, look, I don't care what the doctor has to say. I don't care what Wall Street has to say. I've entered into rest by my faith, and I am not going to be moved. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's start praising him for a few moments. Glory to God. Ha, ha. Oh, mandishte. Amandolo prapaya. Mm Masike temora mandeya. Ha, ha. I see it, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's praise him for a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Yeah, I see that, Lord. Thank you. When you rest, you will resist. But you will resist the adversary from a place of rest, not from a place of fear. And that makes all the difference. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Say that again, Lord. Thank you. Blessed be the name. Yeah, I see it. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You're believing God with me, aren't you? I mean, come on now. How many of you are believing with me? Hallelujah. Thank you. Well, thank you. Well, somebody said, well, I sure thought that it would be different by now. I sure thought my child would be saved by now. I sure thought that the full manifestation of my healing would have happened by now. I sure thought I was going to get that promotion. I sure thought... This is what came up in my spirit as we were praying. I sure thought that it would be different by now. And the Holy Spirit is saying to you today... The yeah. Yeah, Throw the clock away. Throw the clock away. For faith does not operate by a timepiece. Faith is eternal. And faith is right now. So don't say anymore. I thought it would be different by now. But enter into rest, says the Lord. And let me give you a peace beyond your understanding. Don't put a time on me. That's what the Lord is saying. And get rid of the thoughts of, well, I sure thought it would have happened by now. That's tantamount to saying, well, I guess it's not going to happen. But stay in the faith zone and say, I believe it's happening now. <laughs> How many does that fit today? Stay in the faith zone and say, I believe it's happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. I believe it's happening when? Now. I believe it's happening when? I b- when is God working? Now. How is God working? Now. He's working right now. See, here's, here's what will happen. Here's what will happen. When you don't watch the clock and put a demand, and it's got to happen by noon. pastor's got to be done preaching by 1230. When you throw away the clock, here's what happens. You'll find that it's well with my soul. I, 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 I'm in rest. I'm in peace. In the natural realm, it hasn't happened yet. But in the spirit realm, it's already happened. And it's happening right now. This will, this will anchor your soul. This will keep you out of the wavering zone into the faith zone. God's speaking to us. Well... I sure thought things would be different by now. Things can be different and things will be different if you'll just be still and know that I'm God. Things can be different and things will be different if you'll let be and let it be and know that I'm God. Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and say, Lord, I let it be. I I roll it on you. I throw the timepiece away. And I stay in a place of rest. I stay in a place of peace. I stay in a place of joy. And I believe that it has already happened in the realm of the Spirit. And I declare... It's happening now. Say this with me. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening now. Whoo, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. God. (laughs) Whoa, there therefore. There therefore remains a rest to the people of God. But the people of God must remain in rest. And that's where the fight is. The fight is not with the enemy. The fight is not with symptoms. The fight is not with bills. The fight and the good fight of faith is to stay in the realm of rest and resist anything and everything that would try to pull you out. Hallelujah. There, therefore, remains a rest to the people of God, but the people of God must remain to in rest. Right. Say it with me, I'm remaining, I'm remaining. In, the in the rest of Almighty God. Of Almighty God. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Do you see what this will do for your soul? Yes. Do you see that you'll sleep better? Do you see that you're not to be moved yes. out of the rest of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I sure thought I'd be more advanced by now. I sure thought I'd be a stronger Christian by now, some would say. I I, I, I sure thought I sure thought this. I, I sure thought I'd I'd be further along now. Listen. Don't forget this one fact. That he who has begun a good work in you. He will perform it. And he will complete it. And he's committed to you growing up spiritually. Somebody says, but I haven't done. I haven't done what I should have done. I haven't been what I should have been. Listen friends, you've got time. Listen, the Lord is saying throw away the clock. And what that means in this context is forget the past. Forget the past. And by the grace of God, declare this with me. He began a good work in me. He will perform it. He will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 11. Say with me, I'm getting in, and I'm staying in the rest. That's what I labor to do. Real quickly now, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, the Amplified Version says this. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden and overburdened, and what will I do? I'll put a greater burden on you. I mean, I'll load you up to where you can hardly walk. No, thank God. If you come to him, you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And he will give you What? Verse 28, he said, I will ease and relieve and refresh your souls. So good. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. In other words, get in the word, for I'm gentle, meek, and humble, lowly in heart. Verse 29, and you shall find what? You shall find rest, relief, and ease, and what? Refreshment and recreation and blessed quiet for what? For your souls. Does your soul need rest? Verse 30, read it with me. For my yoke is wholesome, useful, good, not harsh, hard, sharp, or pressing, but comfortable, gracious, and pleasant. And my burden is light and easy to be borne. And so here's a major key. Number one, we cast our cares on the Lord as we started out. Number two, we find out what's on his menu for our life. Number three, amen, we enter into the rest of God by what? By faith. And number four, we rest by spending time in the presence of the Lord. This is how you rest. The Lord dealt with me recently about having too much of one thing in my life and and not enough of another thing in my life. And Mm -hmm. the Lord instructed me, I want you to bring a balance to this. I want you to bring a balance. You know it's possible to have too much of this and not enough of that in your life? It is. I know it is. And so the Lord began to talk to me about bringing some balance into my life. That when I'm physically tired. And we all get physically tired. And when I... When my body needs a rest. And it's not time to go to bed yet. You understand what I'm saying? To close the door on all the projects close the door on all of the reasoning and the thinking about what could be and what should be, and this program and that program. Basically, the Lord says, don't go there when you're tired. Because when you're tired, you'll miss something and you'll not have my perspective. And what the Lord instructed me in is, when you get that way, when you're tired and it's not time to go to bed yet, come on, son, enter into my presence. And take time to wait on me. And to worship me. And I will bring refreshment to your spirit. I will bring refreshment to your soul. Mm -hmm. I believe this what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Psalm 46 verse 10 amplified says, let be and be still. And know and recognize and understand that I am God. Say this with me. He am God. He am the Lord who heals me. What am He? He am whatever you need Him to be. Amen. Then in closing, it says, Those who wait for the Lord, who expect and look for and hope in Him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles, mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. So waiting on the Lord is resting in the Lord. And here's how you wait on the Lord. If I had a bed here, I would, I would uh, illustrate it. <laughs> but let's just pretend you're laying in your bed and you're at home and you got the computer off. And you got the television off. You got your iPhone off. You got your iPad off. Hello? I said hello? You got your ding off. You know, we're not, we're not to be led by dings and dongs. Let's, let's, just, let's just try this on for size. Everything's off. We're in bed. We're not exerting ourselves. We're resting in the Lord. We're breathing in of His presence. We're raising our hands. And we're saying, Lord, I love you. I magnify your name. Lord, I'm just here this evening to behold you and to love you. You are so good. You are my healer. You are my strength. And then just lay there and rest in him. And here's here's what'll happen. It feels good to sit down. I've been preaching for him. This is my second service. You ought to get this morning early early morning service and this service. Because the Spirit of God said some things in the early service he didn't say in this service. And he said some things in this service that he didn't say in the early service. So if I were you, I'd get a double hitter. <laughs> but but here's, here's what happens. When you, when you literally do this, and how many of you know you've got to fight to do it? Because yeah. about the time you lay down, your grocery list will go. <laughs> about the time you lay down, You'll be thinking about that meeting or that project you got to deal with. I know I'm preaching to the right group. But here's what will happen. If you will labor to enter into that place of rest and refreshment, here's what will happen. There'll come a renewal. There'll come an exchange. You will exchange your small physical strength, your little ingenuity intellectually for His Vast power and his vast love and his vast creativity. I believe that it's in those times of waiting that instruction comes without you even looking for it. Sometimes we need to go to the Lord, just not ask him for anything. And just love on him. Because of who he is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you'll find at those times, man, all of a sudden, answers to questions that you've had for years will just come. And you weren't even looking for it at that time. Hallelujah. Father, right now I pray with this congregation this morning. Say this with me, Heavenly Father. I do what the Word says to do. I humble myself under your mighty hand. I know you want to exalt us, Lord. And so I cast all my cares. I place them into your capable hands. When the enemy comes and roars his lies, I immediately go into a resistance mode. Lord, your will be done in my life. Not my menu, but your menu. Not my will, but yours be done. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. In my life, in the name of Jesus. And now by faith, I enter in to the glorious rest of God. I purpose in my heart. This week, week, I shall take time time to wait upon you. you. Thank you, Master, for it. I am strong strong in in the Lord and in the power of His might. Let's give the Lord a big shout. Let's thank Him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's a good thing that you came to church today. I could have stopped 10, 15 minutes ago, but you know, I'm just not going to stop short of my assignment. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to be swayed by a clock. Now, I haven't thrown the clock away. I'm not an idiot. But I'm not going to fall short of my assignment because I believe you have been helped today.